0: Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, The Happy Apple. I'm Katie King, also known as The Balanced Nutritionist, and I live in Brisbane, Australia. Guess what? Healthy food and striving to be healthy in general should not be boring or stressful. This podcast is here to remind you that it can be both nutritious and delicious at the same time and that you need balance in your life not perfection if you love my message don't forget to follow along on facebook and instagram you can also check out my online courses at www.courses.thebalancednutritionist.com.au you can book a consultation with me at my website www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au I do everything via telehealth so we can work together no matter where in the world you are. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe if you love it. Hey everyone and welcome back to an episode of the Happy Apple podcast. My name is Katie King. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm doing this podcast on a rainy Friday afternoon in Brisbane. Um, If you're in Brisbane, wow, you're probably feeling like me, really sick of this weather. Anyhow, um, apologies, there's been a bit of a gap in recordings, there's been a lot going on um, in my business, I feel like I'm getting some really interesting clients at the moment and I'm really growing as a practitioner and my ideas around how I can help people keep changing and evolving. Sometimes it's hard for me to put what I want to say into words, so sometimes that's why it takes me a while to get to a podcast recording. But I feel like this one is needed and it's probably going to be as important for me to do this podcast as it is for you to hear it as a listener because I've been able to articulate some really important points um, that keep coming up in consults that I'm having with my clients at the moment. So this podcast is aptly um, named Uh, To Eat Better Food You Must First Heal your relationship with food. This idea of healing our relationship with food and healing our relationship with ourselves, I feel, is becoming so, so important. I definitely think that before you endeavor to improve your health, you need to look at um, how you feel about yourself. um, And fundamentally, you really need to come at that journey from a place of. Um, compassion and self-love for it to be successful. To eat healthy food, you really need to have a healthy relationship with food, which doesn't mean you have a perfect diet. It means you have a balance, um, an understanding of what is good for your own body. So this is a huge topic. To eat better food, you must first heal your relationship with food what I'm going to do in this podcast is I'm going to talk through five really big concepts that are tied in with this whole relationship with food idea. And these five concepts are areas that I feel a lot of people are struggling with. So these are the big five that are coming up for the clients that I'm working with right now as far as their relationship with food. So number one, the first thing that I'm hearing a lot of lately is that you are feeling lost about what to eat because you are so confused and so overwhelmed about what is and isn't healthy. So it's really interesting because something I've been noticing lately is that we are constantly bombarded everywhere we look by experts in every single field. So, for example, um, I obviously have a, a almost two-year-old and um, it's interesting because, you know, your phone seems to know all about your life. So they always t- show you things that you, they think will interest you. And it's really amazing how many different ways I am bombarded with information about parenting and parenting toddlers and dealing with tantrums and, um, you know, all of these things relevant to my daughter's developmental age. Um, And, you know, One thing that I apply to being a mum is sometimes I just take a step back and go, well, hang on, I know my daughter and I know myself and what works for this family and this is what I'm going to do. And I think we need to do that with food. And the thing is, you know, you see these experts in every single field. You know, this is how you should be doing this. This is why you should be doing it this way. This way will work. If you pay me this money, I'll tell you exactly how to do it. It's it's in every single field, be it um, raising children, be it um, how to get your child to the top of the class, be it how do you play soccer properly, be it, um, you know, how to win a on the game. Like it's literally, there are experts in every field telling you what to do. But the thing with food is that food is one of those areas that affects all of us. So we are all subjected to these messages and experts and role models telling us all the time what to do. And the one thing I will say is that is probably really, really confusing you and making it more complicated than it has to be. So perhaps the best it can do if you are confused about what is and isn't healthy and what to actually eat is just don't listen just cut the noise I've said this before and just disconnect from those devices and those magazines and all of those sort of avenues that are getting in your head and causing this confusion and angst about food then you can clear a path and you can actually get back to listening to your own body for a start. So what does and what does not make you feel good when you eat it? Okay, so when you ask your body this this question, one thing to remember is that it's not just about um, what makes my my body feel good in that moment if five minutes later you feel horrible. So for example, if you Love having a ham and cheese toasted sandwich on white bread, and you enjoy it for the first five minutes while you eat it, but then it makes your stomach bloat up like a balloon, and you know it constipates you, and you're in agony because you probably have a gluten intolerance. Then that probably, like, clearly isn't working for you. So, when I say try and listen to your body and find out what does and doesn't make it make you feel good, it should make you feel good while you're eating it, and then afterwards as well, okay. This doesn't have to mean it has to be amazingly healthy. It just, you know, shouldn't be causing you massive issues later on. This is a really good way also to work out, you know, like, oh, should I, you know, do I actually, does my body like meat? You know, I was speaking to a lady earlier this week who booked in as an initial client and she needed some advice around eating vegetarian and she was a Wonderful vegetarian. It was so obvious that her body thrived on a vegetarian diet um, and that she was a vegetarian for the right reasons. Um, It was was great. It was great to hear that, you know. Me – I really crave like real animal protein, so I wouldn't do great as a vegetarian. That doesn't mean I don't like vegetarian meals um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, I go some days where I don't have any meat. Absolutely. It just means that, you know, actual vegetarian eating doesn't suit me, you know, and I know that because I listen to my body um, as opposed to listening to somebody else telling me exactly what I should be doing. Okay, my, my next piece of advice, if this is your issue and you're really confused about what you should be eating is, remember, you have, and I always talk about this, you have a common sensometer. And that common sensometer is blocked by all the messaging that comes to us. So revert to stay remove some of that messaging and that common sense will probably be able to start working slowly again and just remember and start with those basic truths that you really fundamentally know in your body and brain and bones are correct veggies they're great for us get them on the plate fresh food great for us over processed real wholesome healthy food awesome obviously you know a a more you know a uh, a a beautiful loaf of dark grainy bread you know with a with salad and and protein on it is going to be better for us than you know white bread and veggie mine um, you know some of these really common truths we just keep forgetting you know um water drink lots of it you know don't drink too many sugary drinks these are all basic common sense things that we just need to get back to and remember okay the second thing that is coming up for a lot of people at the moment in terms of their relationship with food is they say to me i don't know how much i should be eating and i don't know how often i should be eating okay yeah that that can be really overwhelming So again, I would say to you, right, just get back inside your own body (coughs) and start asking yourself the question. First of all, when you wake up in the morning, am I hungry? Mm, Should I eat now? Am I just eating because the clock says I should be eating or am I actually starving? If you're really hungry in the morning, maybe that's the time of day when you should be having a really good meal. If you're not that maybe you should be packing up your breakfast and having it at morning tea time at 10 o'clock in the lunchroom and that's fine. Some people would call that intermittent fasting. I call that listening to your own body and your own appetite. Some days, for example, I don't feel hungry at all in the morning and, and often I woke up, wake up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning and I might not eat till 8 or 9 just because that's how I feel. Other days I wake up and I'm starving and I want to cook a couple of fried eggs and some mushrooms and chuck them on a piece of sourdough with all the do i can find so again get back to listening to you the other thing that i'm finding as well is um you know people are so worried about their portions and they're having these you know salads with a bit of protein and all that kind of thing but a lot of people forget that you know foods like vegetables and salads uh, they're great for us, don't get me wrong. But you still have to put your, your proteins with that and your healthy fats and whatnot. So sometimes a meal looks really big, especially if you're a vegetarian. But if three quarters of the plate is baby spinach leaves and tomatoes and radishes and all these beautiful veggies, that's fantastic. But that's not going to fill you up. You've still got to put your bit of protein with that and your healthy fats. So, you know, looking and eyeballing your plate and being concerned about the sheer volume of food, you know, isn't always applicable. I remember back about eight, nine years ago I was in an office job and I I used to come to work and I was, you know, I was health I liked health food, like healthy food back then. And I used to I used to make myself this massive salad every day for lunch with lots of protein and all this kind of stuff. I remember this girl used to give me, like, she'd always dig me. She'd always say, oh my gosh, you eat so much. And not you know, she wasn't um, meaning it in a mean way. She was just like, you eat so much food. And like, yeah, volume wise, it was a huge salad. But I was well aware that, you know, the salad wasn't going to really fill me up. It was everything I, you know, the other things that I put with that. So just be careful about thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, my plate looks too big. Yeah, sure, sometimes we can overdo it. But if a lot of it is real leafy stuff, make sure you've got some solid food there as well. And like I always say, just focus on your main meals. Get your breakfast, your lunch and your dinner in. And honestly, if you're eating pretty well at those meals, you shouldn't really need to have to worry about snacks, okay? All right, the third thing around your, or people's relationship with food that is coming up all the time. Well, you know, this is something that so many people really struggle with and I try to coach my way through people through this issue all the time and that is the all or nothing approach oh, I do so well when I've got a structured plan and I I follow it and, you know, I can do really well for like one or two weeks or even like a month or so. And then I just, it just all falls apart and I just go into the pantry and I eat the entire block of family chocolate and then it's just all downhill and it's all ruined. Okay. So the, the first thing I would ask you is what's really well, okay? Is really well actually realistic? If really well is, you know, absolutely no unhealthy food and, you know, absolute perfection in terms of I'm eating to the gram and, you know, I'm not touching anything sweet and all of that sort of thing, that, you know, that is probably not going to be realistic long-term, Um You know, maybe you need to look at, well, I need to develop a sustainable approach. Um, You know, for example, let's talk about chocolate. You know, a lot of us love chocolate. I love chocolate. But if you absolutely banish it completely and think, oh, my goodness, if if any chocolate, I'm a total failure and I just can't do it and I'm going to eat the entire thing and I don't know how to stop at one, well, often that kind of, Issue stems from a, a an a the idea that um, or sorry tying a great deal of restriction to a food can make it more desirable. So maybe it's about looking at having okay, I like chocolate. A couple of squares makes me feel really good. The whole block makes me feel really sick. So maybe I should just have a couple of squares when I feel like it. You know and not beat myself up about it. And that's a healthy lifestyle and a healthy approach in my view. Um, You know, so this whole kind of all or nothing, it's tough um, and it's not sustainable for the long term. So looking at individual foods that you feel like you can't control yourself around, healing your relationship with food is often about taking back control over those foods instead of them controlling you. All right, number four, the, the fourth point that I'm hearing a lot about um, on, on this kind of trajectory of someone's relationship with food is oh, I really desperately need to lose weight and I really should weigh duh, 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 57 kilos, 75 kilos, whatever magic number you might have thought up in your head or weighed when you were 19 that you feel you should weigh again. Okay, well, let's just look at that again for a moment. Actually do you really need to weigh that very number? Why do you need to weigh that number? What's going to happen when you weigh that number? It's actually not about any number. It's about feeling a certain way. So instead of, I want to weigh a certain number, it should be, I just want to feel healthy in my body again. And I want to be able to move with my kids. I want to be able to go and enjoy a Zumba class because I love Zumba, but at the moment I feel really uncoordinated and uncomfortable and nothing feels nice when I'm moving. Okay. That's, that's reasonable. Like let's get you feeling comfortable. Let's not worry about this magic number that, you know, will apparently make everything wonderful again because it actually won't, you know, it's just a number. Um, and sometimes when we come at things with this kind of really um, desperate sort of feeling, it's sort of, it's like the more you want it sometimes, the harder it, it is. It's like we've got to work with our bodies and not against them. All right, number five, I know we're hitting a lot of points here and this is like a big podcast and we're 20 minutes in and I'm pushing through it, but I'm pushing through it because I'm trying to keep my, my thoughts really clear in my head and make sure I don't get too much on a trajectory, which I sometimes can. And number five, this is something I'm hearing a lot. I've dieted my entire life and I'm just right back to where I began once again. Okay, first of all, I don't even like the word diet and I don't use it in my consults and I ask my clients, to not use it. So let's come at anything you do from this point forward as, Hey, I'm making a change so that I feel better and I can be, you know, the best version of myself and enjoy life and everything it has to offer to the best, best of my ability. Secondly, don't what, like never think about starting something and then stopping it we always want to think about let's make some changes and make them permanent and let's make sure that we have it have sort of a reasonable like these changes are reasonable and sustainable and they allow us to be social and happy and thrive in a family environment and a friendship environment as well, okay? So, you know, if you're always starting a diet and then finishing a diet, there's never any understanding of what to do after. So that's why we always want to think about just permanent healthy changes okay so I hope that gave you all something to think about and I think the most important thing I'd like to say is you know if you want to make a change and improve your food great but just look at how you feel about food first because making the changes is only possible once you feel confident in yourself and once you feel like you are able to listen to your body okay thanks again guys um if you want to book a consult with me go to my website um i've got a new program coming up which will help with all of this sort of stuff relationship with food um habits that are long lasting um it's called that it's called the habits transformation program and it starts in early june so if you want to know a bit more about that just drop me an email katie at the balance nutritionist.com.au that's balanced with a d um and also you can check out one like the latest blog on the website as well um, where, where i talk about that program too have a great weekend or a great week because this probably won't go up until monday and um, i'll catch you on the next episode